welcome to the Advance Your Art podcast, where we talk about the journey from artist to entrepreneur and everything in between. You've worked hard to hone your craft. Now take it to the next level with tips, techniques, strategies, and routines used by successful artists to grow their businesses and careers. Now, let's get started and have some fun with your host, Yuri Cataldo. Hello, Jude. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I am doing well. Thank you for having me, Yuri. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. So I'd like to start off um, by helping our listeners know a little bit more about you. So please, how do you describe yourself? So I am a brand strategist and story-driven filmmaker. I help entrepreneurs bring their stories to life through video. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have been doing that for the past 13 years, working with entrepreneurs, specifically entrepreneurs um, in all different areas, helping them take stories that they may have told on stage or stories that they may be telling their clients in person, but actually bringing that to life um, in, in video form. Ooh, interesting. Okay. So what? So let's start from the beginning on this one. What got you first interested in filmmaking? Well, I have always been interested in storytelling first, mm-hmm. and that's really where the origins start. Um, okay. I, As an eight-year-old, I had been writing 100-page books, and they were fictional stories about what I thought my future life would look like. Um, and so I wrote books like uh, The Baseball Life of Jude Charles, which was based on the Jackie Robinson story that I had read at the time. Mm-hmm. I wrote a book called The Police Life of Jude Charles because, believe it or not, I I wanted growing up I wanted to be a police officer. <laughs> okay. Um, and so different stories like that. And all in in all, I wrote eleven different books. But mm-hmm. as I turned, uh, as I became a teenager, I realized that these stories that I was writing I can actually turn into videos and films. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I took a TV production class in high school, and. That is really where like I got really deep into filmmaking, really deep into video production, um, and really just fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. And so my junior year, um, the TV production teacher took a special interest in me, and she began to teach me everything that she knew about TV production, about video production. And by the end of that year, she um, asked me to come to her desk, and I did, and she said, you know, Jude, you're really, really good at this. I think you should start a business because you'll be able to make money from creating films for other people. And I didn't know what it meant to run a business. I didn't understand what she was saying, and I didn't give her a yes or no answer. But by the next day, she had purchased my first set of business cards. And that's really how I started this business at the age of 17. Oh, wow. That's that's fantastic. So... About your so the the books you were you were starting to write when you were eight years old. Do you still have those? And did you I do? Did you turn I those do. into any types of videos? I didn't turn them into okay. videos, um, but I do still have the books. Uh, I actually have some intentions of. I, for a while, I thought I lost the books, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, but I I have some intentions to actually go back and read it um, because I wanted to see did I talk about being an entrepreneur in there. Um, 
Because again, this was never in my, I had never seen this coming. I didn't know that I would go into business for myself. Sure. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting, but I haven't, I haven't gone back to read all of them just yet. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So, so you launched this company at, at 17. And mm-hmm. so what was that like? Uh, what were their mentors that you reached out to? Were there advisors? Were you reading books? Like, like how did you, I, I know you were kind of just talking about, um, building up to that, but, like the moment you launched the company, where were you getting some of your business uh, acumen and advice from? Honestly, I didn't get it from from anyone. You know, okay. the first for me, the first five years of business were brutal. Okay. Um, and what I mean by that is I struggled to make money. And so I alluded to the fact that I didn't know anything w- about running a business. I didn't know what it meant to be an entrepreneur. Um and I'm extremely grateful for my teacher for pushing me to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. But that's as far as she took me, right? It, she didn't, I didn't know marketing. I didn't know sales. I didn't know how to get business. So when I first started the business, I was doing small birthday parties and, and, uh, church events and I was doing weddings for like $500. Um, and so I really struggled to make 30,000 a year in those first five years. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, as a 17 year old, 18 year old, um, making anywhere close to 30,000 is great at that time, right? But yeah. I didn't become an entrepreneur or it didn't excite me to become an entrepreneur just to make 30,000. Sure. And so, um, so the first five years, I didn't get any advice. I didn't get any kind of, um, I didn't have any mentors. I didn't even know anything about that at that time. But it wasn't until 2010 I started working with um, an entrepreneur. She was a model turning into an entrepreneur. She was starting her first business at the time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a cosmetic company that she was starting. Her name was Keisha, and she was starting a business called Kaor Cosmetics. And she wanted to hire me to film the behind the scenes of her of everything that she was doing. Now, in her mind at the time, she wanted to do a vlog video series. This okay. was around the same time that, um, if you're familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk, he had started doing vlog series at the same t- around the same time. And so, yeah. But I wasn't interested in that. I always knew I wanted to do storytelling. Okay. And so when I got this opportunity to work with her, I pitched her a different idea. I said, Hey, why don't we make a documentary out of this? Why don't we actually show everything you're doing? Same kind of concept, everything you're doing to build the brand, but you're really like talking people through this. You're really bringing them into behind the scenes. You're not just telling them what you're doing. You're showing them what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so we did that for the first year. Um, we filmed a what ended up being a documentary series, but um, we filmed that for three years. But in this first year, um, I remember just filming everything with her behind the scenes. And um, But for me internally, I was still struggling with how I wanted to run this business. And I remember sitting on the edge of my bed one day um, and thinking to myself, like, I've got to make a decision. Like, it's either I continue to struggle or, you know what, I say, look, I gave it all I had for five years. Um, I gave it my best shot, but it's not working and I've got to call it quits. Mm -hmm. And ironically, in that time that I'm sitting there thinking about this, it had been 45 minutes, like, just literally thinking about this. I get a phone call from Keisha and I remember thinking to myself, like, I don't know that I'm in the right headspace to be talking to a client. Um, but I decided to pick up, picked up the phone and, you know, you could hear the excitement in her voice as soon as I picked up. And I'm like, 
yeah, this just may not be the right time for this. <laughs> and she's like, Jude, Jude, like you won't believe it. I just got off the phone with my accountant and you won't believe what he just told me. And I'm like, well, what did he just tell you, Keisha? <laughs> and she said, you know, it's it's been 12 months since I started this and I've made a million dollars. And I remember pulling the phone away from my ear, <laughs> looking <laughs> at it like this this can't be real life right now. Like in this exact moment where I'm trying to figure out how do I make more money, I have a client telling me how she's made a million dollars. Um and that moment literally changed everything for me because instead of going from I've gotta figure out if I'm gonna quit or continue, I went to asking myself a different question and it was and it was really like what if i could make a million dollars or what would it take to make a million dollars um and, you know tony robbins says that uh, learn to ask better questions right because when you ask those better questions you search for a different possibility like what else could this mean and that for me was like that second question of what would it take to make a million dollars was like the light bulb that went off Mm-hmm. Because I had realized, like, the entire time I had a front row seat as to what it took to run a successful business. Like, every single day I was with her. Um, and seeing the work that she was doing, seeing the conversations that she was having. And so I had finally felt like I was I was no longer drowning and I could find a solution. So I had to personally, like, I had to have the courage to say to myself, like, all right, you got to ask for help. You got to step outside of your comfort zone. You got to figure out like, you know, you don't know business, but who does and mm-hmm. who can you ask and what can you do to get to a better place? Um, and so that's that is where I started to look for mentors and um, speaking to different people that had been in business at the time. Um, and really, that's what started my journey onto the right path. And that's where I started uh, taking online courses doing workshops, so going to workshops. I had never done that up until that point. Um, filmmaking workshops that talked about business and how to run a business. Um, and that's what kind of started me back on the right path. Oh, wonderful. I So I'm curious about your... So the, the documentaries that you were kind of talking about, tell me more about those. So is that... Are they like... Um, like a keeping up with a Kardashian type of like behind the scene documentary. Is it like, you know, like when you would, you know, watch a, a traditional documentary film in the, in the movie theater where there's a, you know, like a Michael Moore style or what does, like, what do your calling card types of films look like and feel like? Have you ever watched a uh, chef's table on Netflix? Yes. Yeah. So okay. that is the kind of, documentaries that I do. Now this was obviously when I was doing it, it was before Chef's Table's times, but that it was I wanted to my passion was always to tell the real story, mm-hmm. which part of that is getting into the mind of the entrepreneur. It's not so much about the thing that they do. Like so for Keisha example, she was selling colored lipstick. So blue, purple, green, yellow. And even in that time it wasn't it, it hadn't been done before. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't about the lipsticks that she was selling. It was about who she was and what she represented and why she even thought she could start this company. Um, and so she talked a lot about being bold, being different, being comfortable in your own skin. Um, and she's a very, very confident woman. Mm-hmm. And so 
it was those things that I wanted to bring to life. And I mentioned Chef's Table because if you watch Chef's Table, a lot of it has a little of it has to do with the food that they cook. It's more about who that entrepreneur is, the journey that they've taken to get to that point, mm-hmm. um, how they view the food, how they view the ingredients that they're going to pick in the farm. Um, and so that's the kind of stories that I tell even to this day with entrepreneurs is I'm looking at what's really happening here. Can we pull back the curtain? Can we be vulnerable for a second and really tell me like, what is actually happening in this moment as you're thinking about making this decision? Um, those are the kind of stories that I love to tell. Wonderful. So what is the actual process like of this, um, of actually filming one of these, say, documentaries, and then how do you release them? Does Is it up to, let's say, the entrepreneur to put it up on their own platforms? Do you work with uh, other you know, traditional media outlets? Or how does that part of it work? Yeah, so it's up to the entrepreneur to release it. Um, okay. Normally what happens is that an entrepreneur will reach out to me because of work that they've seen before um, from other entrepreneurs that have filmed. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's a tr- in a traditional sense, it's I am a video production company, okay. right? And so they come to me because of that. But what, what happens is that I'll take a client through what I call a road mapping workshop or a road mapping session. And... In that road mapping session is where I begin to dig deep and I really get to find the stories that no one has ever heard of, the stories that they've never shared before, um, the ones that are extremely compelling. And I look to bring those to life. And so I call it the dramatic demonstration of proof, because in entrepreneurship, um, in business in general, there's a lot of claims being made. There's a lot of noise. Mm -hmm. And so how do you go about really proving who you are, proving that you can provide a service or provide a product that really is like top notch, really is excellent. How do you do that? And the answer to me is always a dramatic demonstration of proof. And so um, I'm looking for behind the scenes, which we talked a little bit about. I'm looking for how do they illustrate a point? And can I take the way that they've illustrated this point? Can I turn it into a an analogy or it is an analogy, sorry, but can I turn that Mm -hmm. into a a physical thing that I can illustrate through video? For example, um, I worked with an interior designer who talked about um, the projects that he works on, he and his team works on. It's like putting a puzzle together, right? And he goes into this analogy about what it's like to put a puzzle together. And so I literally take that and I'm like, hey, we can we get a puzzle? Can we actually get a puzzle and show you guys putting this puzzle together as a team mm-hmm. just to illustrate this point to take it a step further? Um, and then the last thing I usually look for is um, social proof, right? It's not just so much what the entrepreneur says about themselves, but what do other people have to say about them? Um, and so that's how I begin to break down that story. And I'm looking into, OK, not only this entrepreneur is approaching me wanting to share their story, but how do we tell this story in a very powerful, impactful way? And then, yes, it's up to the entrepreneur to share that story. They'll share it. There's a lot of different ways, but majority of them will share it through um, email or through uh, social media. But it's it's the entrepreneur is using that as a way to connect with their audience, a way to connect with future clients, a way to connect with past clients who may not have ever heard their story before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a way for them to really build a deeper connection. Um, in order to continue to build their brand to take it much further. Mm-hmm. The actual process from, let's say, you know, f- from e- from idea to actually creating this film, about how long does that last? 
and about how long are the the films that you create? Yeah, so that's a tricky question because it depends. It depends <laughs> okay. on um, what we have to work with, right? So, for example, I've done projects that have lasted 90 days. Mm-hmm. We are able to go through road mapping, actually film, and then uh, publish it within 90 days. But projects like Keisha's project um, specifically lasted three years. Or the interior design project, I worked with him for six months before we ever published um, any content. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working with another entrepreneur that's in the direct sales business. Um, we have been working together for a year now. Um, and so it usually depends on the kind of entrepreneur, what story do they have to tell, how many, because sometimes it will be more than one film that we actually put out. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, it depends. It depends, but at the very least, 90 days. At the most, it's been four years. The longest client that I've had that I worked with is four years. Sure. Okay. So I'm I'm, I'm kind of curious on the um your relationship with with Keisha and how those worked out. So were they like did they you release them once a week? Was it once a month? Once a year? Like because you work with her for three years. And how often were you there? Were you there with her every single day, filming for twelve hours a day and then editing? Or how did that process work? So Keisha's project was the first one I had ever done this format with. Um, so I'm glad you asked me more in detail about that because so with that project, it was an everyday occurrence. I was with her every single day for three years. Um, we didn't we released part one. So it was three parts of the documentary series. We released part one after six months, part mm-hmm. two after nine months and then part three after 12 months. And okay. The reason for that is because we never intended to actually do a documentary series. We actually only intended to do one part. Um, but because her, she had gone viral with this one documentary and her fans loved it, um, we decided to continue to do more. Um, but the other reason that we waited so long to put out these other parts was because we needed to collect the content. Mm-hmm. And so, and to make sure that there's a story there, right? Like it wasn't just about, seeing all the different things that she was doing it was more about how do we craft a story out of this a story that not only is engaging but a story she wants to tell um and so because obviously at the end of the day with the entrepreneurs that i'm working with they ultimately have the um the final say so and the approval of what goes out Mm -hmm. and but it's what i often push for is is being vulnerable being open um, because like I said, it's, I'm usually digging for the story that no one has ever heard. Um, because that's the story that usually needs to be told. Um, for example, like with Keisha's documentary, uh, there's a story in there and I believe it's in part three. Um, but I pushed for this for a while where she actually tells a story of why she became an entrepreneur. And she tells a story of her father, um, who was an entrepreneur as well. Mm-hmm. And he used to own a, um, cigarette business i think it was uh distributing cigarettes and but he was murdered while when she was 11 years old and she watched him get gunned down oh wow and everything about her business um was about honoring his legacy honoring the kind of man that he was and the way that he did business Mm -hmm. um we didn't tell that story until part three part one and two was more about being bold being different but part three was really where we got to the core and the the heart of like this is really why I'm doing this, um, and so yeah, I mean it's it's every project is different. It usually depends on the client and their goals, their business goals, because ultimately they're not 
doing this for fun. They're doing it so that they can continue to grow their business, grow their brand. And um, again, that's usually where I work through in road mapping where I'm figuring out, okay, well, why are we here? I call it setting the GPS, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like and if you go to your phone and you're, you're, um, you want to go to a location, you have to tell it what location do you want to go to. And so that's setting the GPS. And I often ask clients like, okay, where are you looking to go? Like, is this about, um, you know, making an extra million dollars? Is this about um, just letting people know that you exist? Is this about brand awareness? Like, what is, where are we headed here? Um, and then once we know where we're headed, we know what the final destination is. We work backwards from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it, every project is different. Every project is different. But um, it can take anywhere from like, yeah, 90 days to to three to four years to get to that point of, OK, we're putting this out. We know the story that we want to tell. And um, this is the way that we're going to make sure people hear it. OK, so that so that makes sense. Um, so what would you say to someone listening, say, to this podcast who maybe doesn't or is on the fence about whether or not they need uh, a, a video like this? Like maybe they're just getting started. Maybe they don't have a big following. Um, and again, maybe it's a smaller company or they're just like a singular artist or a or, or writer or, um, you know, something where they're not building a brand and they're on the fence of, you know, is it worth making a video about myself? Do people care? Like, what would you say to somebody like that? Yeah, I would say each of us, whether we're in business or not, we have a brand. And that brand is our story. That's the story that we tell, whether we're going to um, apply for a traditional job, like a corporate job or a traditional job, um, or um, you are just starting out. The one thing that I always start with, and it's how we started this conversation, it is showing behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Because I think the one thing, like, we know that in this day and age, 2019, there is much more information out there than we can handle. Right. And so if you wanted to create a video, you can literally go on YouTube right now and Google, how do I create a video? Mm-hmm. But the one thing that someone cannot take away from you, whether you're a musician or you're an author or you are going into a corporate, a new corporate position, the one thing that someone cannot take away from you is your story. It's who you are. Um, and to me, that is the most important thing is showing those behind the scenes of who you are. How do you think? How do you approach a project? How do you approach a product? Um, that's always the first place to start, whether you're just starting out in business or you've been in business for 20 years and have never made a video. The first place to start is with behind the scenes, with someone being able to truly get to know who you are, like what you have to say and trust that you can provide the solution to what they're looking for. Um, and you can do that through behind the scenes content. Um, and so I, I, not just because I'm in it, not just because I, I make films for entrepreneurs, but I truly do believe like the one thing that can help you stand out in a sea of noise is video, um, is being able to document who you are, even if it means just showing who you are as a husband or a wife, what matters to you. Right. Like, for example, um, I'm a thrill seeker. Right. Mm -hmm. And I um, last year I skydived out of a plane 10,000 feet in the air. Mm -hmm. I show that video on stage when I'm speaking. Because I don't just want you to, to, to come in and listen to me talk about video. I want you to understand who I am. And that's a part of who I am, is that I enjoy doing crazy adventures like that. Um, and so, yeah, absolutely. I think we all should be, we all have cameras in our hands now. We all have cameras that 
honestly are really great cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's our phones. And so, um, when you're taking pictures, when you're doing video, I would suggest not just doing it to capture a memory, but doing it to show who you are as a person. Yeah, interesting. Okay, great. So with everything that you've done and experienced so far, what would you say has been the best advice that you have ever received? (laughs) The best advice that I've ever received is keep going no matter what. Um, What's interesting to me as I film these entrepreneurs, as I tell these stories, is that that's the same narrative that keeps coming up, is keep going no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, being relentless. I tell the story of a guy named Ted Rubin, um, who is a social media marketer, and he um, came up under uh, Seth Godin. He learned under Seth Godin and now is doing his own thing. But he went through, I think it's been over a decade now, where he went through this very hard time of fighting to keep both his daughters in his life. He went through a very nasty divorce with his wife. And he tells this story of this dad won't quit. And even when he speaks on stage, he tells this story because he always relates it back to marketing and how um, as entrepreneurs or as businesses, big businesses, um, you know, we're constantly telling people what to do. What what do we want them to do? What do we want them to to buy from us? Um, and he, he relates it back to it's not so much about what you want them to do and, and how you want them to buy from us. It's, it's building a relationship. Um, and so literally, even though he, he has had a hard time with building a relationship with his daughters, he never gives up. In the story, we, he tells a story about how uh, in the documentary that I did for him, he tells a story about how his daughter um, has him on has him on bl- blocked like she blocks his text messages and his phone calls. Um, and they're in, in person having a conversation and he's like, you know, look, I understand we're still having a hard time, but you've got to unblock me from your phone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he says, what if you have an emergency? And she responds, well, you know, you're the last person that I'm ever going to call if I have an emergency. And instead of being angry, instead of being upset, he says, look, after you call your mom, you call your stepdad, you call your grandfather, you call your grandmother, and they all tell you it's too hard, it's too far it's too much. You're going to call me and I'm going to say, where do you need me? Where do I have to be? And when? Um, and he, again, relates that back to marketing where people are going to tell you, I don't want what you have to sell. I don't want what you're telling me I should buy. But if you continue to build that relationship, if you continue to be relentless about this is, I know that I have something great and I know that I want to share it with the world, um, then there's no reason to give up. And you keep going no matter what. And so that's that's the best advice that I've ever gotten, because that's my story. That is my life's work is keep going no matter what. I almost quit at five years. Um, and had I quit at that time, I wouldn't have worked with companies like um, Google or Caldwell Banker. And I, had, I wouldn't have worked with people like Keisha or Steve Harvey um, or Ted Rubin. And so keep going no matter what. That's the best advice I've ever gotten. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, Jude, thank you. That's absolutely fantastic. Uh, and, and wonderful advice. I, I want to thank you again for taking the time to chat with me. Um, this has been fantastic. If the listeners would like to get a hold of you, um, check out your your website, see more of what you're working on, what is the best place they can go to do that? The best place to find me is my website, judecharles.co. So my first name, Jude, 
charles.co. Great. Uh, I will put a link to that in the show notes so they can also click right through. Thank you very much for having me, Yuri. Of course. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Advance Your Art Podcast. If you like this episode, please go into iTunes and give us a five-star rating. And while you're there, hit the subscribe button so that every single time I release a new episode, it will go directly to you without even thinking about it. If you're interested in hearing older episodes, please go to AdvanceYourArt.com where you can find the catalog of everything I've done so far, as well as contact information and projects I'm working on. Thank you again, and have a great day.